This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. This weekend over on The Pulse, ladies and gentlemen, lots of great action for you. 2 p.m. Eastern time, Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific, for The Pulse's annual Christmas story. This year, The Gift of the Magi by O. Henry. That's The Pulse this Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, over on AMI-audio, ladies and gentlemen. Also available via podcast, so subscribe to them, and as a YouTube podcast. Kelly McDonald here with Ramya Muthan. We're going to get into our app update now. This is a usual Friday staple with John Beeler. Hi, I'm John Beeler, technology expert from Vancouver. Join me on Kelly and Ramya, where I share the latest app, mobile and tech news. Everything from accessibility and product launches to privacy and security. We'll cover the gamut. John, we've kind of picked some, uh, getting a little plural, as Kelly would say, you've kind of picked some, <laughs> some uh, end-of-year type stories, you know, kind of wrapping up 2023 or looking ahead to 2024. So let's get into it. The first one, quite obvious, uh, how Twitter died in 2023. <laughs> this is the catch. And X may not be far behind. Uh-oh. Tell us. Yeah, this is, you know, I think we're all a little sad, maybe a lot uh-huh. sad about yep. uh, our beloved Twitter going the way of the dodo. Um, so sad. Th- thanks to Elon uh, and him basically just driving it into the ground. Um, I don't even know where to start. There's been literally on a weekly basis all year since he took over uh, some bit of craziness that has happened uh, over there uh, where he's either um, really... Uh, <laughs> really just disenfranchised all his advertisers that pay the bills. He's he's done things like replatforming people that were previously banned, which irritates the existing users of Twitter slash X. And, you know, just a constant barrage of um, problems, especially the last few weeks. Uh, we've seen a number of major outages happening on X, uh, mm-hmm. clearly due to the fact that he's basically fired most of the staff and there's just a bare bones crew that are left behind keeping the lights on, so to speak. And, you know, when you combine all of these things, um, there's just been a mass exodus of people from this platform to others. There is no clear winner yet, though, Um, although in recent weeks, there's been a surge of downloads of threads as people have bought into the idea of using threads as an extension from their Instagram accounts. And we've talked before about how they've made some changes to make it a little bit more enticing for people where it's kind of disconnected from your Instagram account um, and separate from your Facebook accounts uh, as well. So um, and then also adding things like being federated into the Fediverse. So that means things like Mastodon are very soon going to be very compatible with threads. So I think this is shaping up to be uh, 2024 will be the year of threads and 2023 will be the death of Twitter. Mm. Sad. So sad. I, I I enjoy Twitter. I also am one of those people that oh, I don't want to have to learn something new and I know it's going that way. I'm not certainly as afraid of it, but we saw it when so many of the people in the disability community, John, screamed and said, look, man, you're letting all the people who work on accessibility go. What's that mean for yeah. us? That was for us was that tipping point that, hey, man, we're sliding off the table of importance with this with with Twitter or X. 
Yeah, the intention. Yeah, exactly. The intention yeah. behind uh, Elon Musk's, you know, takeover just was sketchy from the very beginning, right? It's never we were been losing clear, people. Right? Not even. I think that he was being very clear and, you know, adamant about certain things, and we were very frustrated on that front as well, right? Like he was just saying a lot of things that were contrary to what we believed Twitter was. Uh, his, uh, like, the changes he was wanting to make were so extreme um, on one end of the spectrum, and people just weren't on board. Like, you saw the boycott from the very beginning. Mm, so it seems yeah. to me, he came on board wanting to tinker like a toy, like a kid yeah. with a toy, and but really had harsh. no clear plan. It was oh, just little yeah. silly things that he wanted to do and then say, well, this is unfair. Let's bring Donald Trump back. Let's do—and just make you say, yeah. what the hell are you doing to us? Even just the extreme way he bought it over, like, took over it, it was, right. you know, harsh from the beginning, oh, right? Made a joke of it. Mm -hmm. Well, it just, it just sort of— I highlighted the fact that he clearly didn't even understand at a fundamental basis how Twitter actually worked. No. Yeah, yeah. No, the average no, person. Exactly. Because uh, mm. he, he kept making changes that made no sense whatsoever, like removing headlines from links so you at least know what the link is going to be before mm. you click it. Mm -hmm. Like, what rational person thought that was a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> it was just to tinker, to tinker. Like, it was, if, if you didn't know any better, is someone else hiring you to kill Twitter so they can move on yeah. with threads or something? Like, it's just so ridiculous. We were just yeah. basically um, left to assume that he was doing this because he could, period. That was it. Yep. And he had that's the money, exactly he it. had the power, and yep. he was going to do it, and whatever reasons beyond us. Yeah. And, exactly. you know, hey, man, I can buy this and destroy it if I want to. Exactly. Uh, your second topic, Google will turn off cookies for 30 million people on January 4th. Yeah, that sounds like a big number, but it's actually only 1% oh. of Chrome users. Holy. Uh, which is interesting. So what this is, is this is Google's long uh, talked about anticipated change away from cookies uh, in the browser, which is how all of these advertisers track you across all these different places. And, and essentially what they've done it to replace it in Chrome is the browser itself now is going to be tracking you. And what it's going to do is it's going to actually sort your uh, browsing activities into different categories or buckets. So, for example, your ad topic bucket might be a yoga fan or a young conservative or, you know, whatever it is you're interested in. It'll put you in a bucket and then all the advertisers will have access to these buckets. But you're not going to know what kind of bucket you're in and you have no way right. of controlling what that bucket is or what it says about you. So... Uh, obviously, this is not a good thing for people, and Google is trying this as a test with 1% of their users January 4th, and you're not going to even know if you're one of those people until you get a prompt on January 4th or thereabouts saying, hey, you're part of this new thing, um, and, and essentially, it's just going to be really interesting. What people have been saying online is that basically this is going to force people to switch to other browsers, whether it's Safari or Firefox or you know, Brave or Opera, one of these other platforms uh, that doesn't use this system because it's so black box and it's so, um, uh, I don't think it's a privacy issue because it's mm. nothing new, but it's no. just more of a case of like, well, I don't know 
why I'm being served with these ads and I have no control over it. Uh, we talked about, uh, I think maybe even a couple of years ago, about a, a tool that Firefox came out with that allows you to sort of skew your um, cookie sort of patterns by launching like a, literally a couple hundred web pages tabs at once in various different niche kind of uh, audiences. So it's basically skew yourself to be like a, a fancy sports car enthusiast. Right, or, yeah. Right. You know, yep. Those kinds of things. That's not going to work anymore because this is based on the browsing history of of uh, what you're actually doing. And I imagine there's probably some AI in there to do some sort of uh, mm -hmm. summations of all this stuff as right. well. So to define you and put you into your bucket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think everyone wants to know what their bucket is. Yeah, Well, sure. that's it, right? Like we... It's not even that we don't appreciate algorithms. I'm thinking of other, you know, way far from this scenarios like streaming services. It's not even like we unappreciate that. I think it's just we need to know we can get rid of things that don't follow this theme or, uh, you know, there's an opt-out situation. Like, That's I right. can appreciate Netflix being like, this is for you. But if yeah, I didn't this is like something it, you might like. yeah, this is something yeah. you might like. Yep. But if I don't like it, and you keep suggesting it for some reason, and it, it, it's kind of like this uh, rabbit hole, right? It, yeah. <laughs> they'll keep feeding it to you, feeding it to you. It exponentially gets bigger and bigger, and then you're thinking, dude, this is not even uh, part of what I want. And there isn't an opt out, is there, John? When it comes to because you're just being told you're moved over this. This is an experiment. Have fun, and they'll it'll determine yeah, what there, where, as far where as you I belong. can tell, there's no way to opt out. At least the good platforms that have algorithms, you if you get presented with something, even Netflix, you can say, I'm not actually interested in this type of exactly. content. You can thumbs down. Um, and and mm -hmm. that will then further refine your algorithm. Do you think that, I mean, this is kind of far-fetched, but do you think knowing uh, this company and kind of the history of it, do you think that they will phase in an opt-out feature? Uh, System? I, it's interesting because this, I mean, a lot of people forget Google makes its money from this kind of system. Okay, and yeah. It. So it'd be very interesting for them to let you opt out of the main primary source of revenue for them. Um, but it, it, it's, it remains to be seen exactly how um, this is going to be implemented because uh, we haven't used it yet. No one's used it yet. Yes. There, there is some hints that uh, when this um, tracking protection is on, is what they call it, uh, there's a little eyeball logo in the URL bar, so you'll know it's on, uh, and then it's basically tracking uh, your your activities. Um, and I think this doesn't even, like, you, there's no way around this. Like, you can't go in incognito right. around this. Like you said about cookies, at least people had the sense that if they said, no, I, I want to opt out, then you might not be able to get all of everything off that site or right. You It made people think they were still going to lose out on something, but if they opted in, it's okay, I'll look at your little advertisements or whatever you throw up or whatever you try for the benefit of having full access. And I think that this here is just, no, there's no option at this time. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens in Europe because Europe has sort of been the barometer for mm. these kinds of activities, and they are generally the first to basically put up a red flag and or you know ban these activities, uh, you know, and then the rest of the world sort of follows suit uh, with anything to do with privacy and and these opt in opt out kind of features. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see what happens in the next couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, I'm curious about their priorities because as you know, you'd saying that they make their money off of this stuff means do they even care how we feel about it, right? It's just more the given that we're gonna 
continue using Google, continue using their services regardless. So that's always a little bit of a red flag. Anyway, let's talk about the last one, which is Apple, uh, Apple's losing attempt to halt Apple Watch bans. So what's going on? This is specifically for Canada? No, this is actually something in the U.S. Uh, this is specifically okay. to the... Uh, um, the pulse oxygen sensor that is in the later models of the Apple Watch. Yeah. And there is a patent dispute with a company in the U.S., oh. and this is specific to the U.S. only right now. And effectively right now, actually just yesterday, uh, Apple has removed the Apple Watch Series 9 and the Watch Ultra 2 from their stores. And essentially, this means that they're not allowed to sell or even repair these watches uh, while this sort of um, ruling is in place. Apple obviously is trying to fix things. Uh, the company that actually owns the patent has reached out and said, hey, we're willing to work with you. Let's fix this. Essentially, they're going to license the technology to Apple. Uh, but Apple's also trying to find workarounds for this by uh, through a software uh, update to these watches. Uh, which may or may not actually satisfy the requirements of this um, sales ban. Um, right. And it, it'll be interesting to see what happens after the U.S. ban is officially in place, which is actually on uh, December 24th and then, or sorry, December 26th. So Boxing Day, a big day mm. for Apple usually. Mm. Um, but uh, right now, as I mentioned, this is just for the U.S. and this is just for Apple primary. So uh, an Apple store, for example, can't sell this stuff. Any other stores like Walmart or Best Buy, those kind of places that would sell an Apple Watch, are allowed to continue to sell their products until they've depleted their stock. So, um, and there's a good chance there's probably a lot in the supply chain, uh, you know, around the world, if not uh, in the U.S. alone. But this will be a very interesting thing that I think a lot of other countries are going to be watching to see what happens and how Apple addresses this concern. Um, and, you know, this has a pretty big impact because it this does. literally affects oh, yes. everything much going back to the Watch 6. That's, okay, so what are the models again, the specific models? Well, the specific ones are the ones that are the current gen. Because okay. uh, Apple typically stops making the old versions. Yeah. So if you do come across an older version, it's probably because it's old stock. Uh, but the mm -hmm. Watch Series 9 and the Series Ultra 2 uh, watches have been affected and specifically named in this uh, lawsuit and this uh, this ban that is part of the uh, U.S. International Trade Commission, uh, the ITC. They've denied Apple's motion to stay the ban while waiting for an appeal. And uh, so uh, this is going to be just really interesting and probably devastating to Apple's bottom line oh, when it comes gosh, to sure, yeah. sure. Christmas. Because also, I think people might be concerned that well, maybe I shouldn't get an Apple Watch, even though I love it, um, because who knows if they're going to be even available for sale longer term uh, this could yeah. this could really disrupt Apple's, we'll see how uh, far it extends kind of thing we'll see i won't know so why buy yeah it's terrible oh, because yeah. it's a whole blanketed kind of situation on the product it's not even like one yeah. particular you know issue or challenge like i'm thinking of this comparison to how we were talking about the tesla a couple of days ago you know like it, this feels very very giant and i mean do you think that this would be the biggest concerning thing that's happened to an Apple product. I know the watch has had issues before. We've had uh, issues with maps before, but that's more software issues. But I think this is this isn't a uh, this isn't a failure or anything like mm -hmm. that. This is no. really just a, a, an intellectual a dispute. dispute. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, so, right for um, the average consumer. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, average consumer but it's a is big not going to get stuck. The big deal is exactly the headline that's below us right now is like Apple has to stop selling Apple watches. Yeah. Um, yep. And a lot of people may not understand what that means, but they always think it's something bad. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the people who won't even buy from Walmart and them, whether you can see it there, you'll be too scared. That's the problem with these yeah, kind of it's, things. It's, if it's headlines, you know, if the headline says whatever it says, as generic as it could be, how many of us are really deep diving in to figure out if it was a product issue, if it was an Apple issue, like it just automatically, kind of the way we felt about Twitter, you just stop trusting the brand and the yep. developer, period. And you just don't want to get caught with your hand in the cookie jar mm. and lose money. Too much money. Especially with a you know, $500 to $1,000 device. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes. Regardless of how much, you know, incredible stride Apple's making with the watches, like as a wearable, so, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't kill it completely. John, thank you so much. It's been absolutely fabulous hanging out with you every Friday of 2023, and we will continue it next year as well. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to both of you. Thank you. Thanks, John. John Beeler joins us for our app update. This is every Friday on the show. We cover a lot of tech news and a lot of opinions on those tech headlines as well. On the other side of the break, folks, a dolphin with thumbs was spotted by scientists in the Gulf of Corinth. Mark Phoenix will be here to tell us all about it on the bus. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.